0: Welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman Smith and this is Words and Pictures podcast number 52. Yes, it's a whole year of podcasting. 52 episodes one a week every Monday. So this week I don't have a guest. I'm going to have a little chat to you, just you and me. Because I feel it's a bit of a milestone, 52 episodes, a whole year. Yeah. Um so when you start out this podcasting lark, and you you know I started looking into how to do it and the best way to go around it and there's an awful lot of talk about this thing called pod fade which is where people start podcasting and then don't actually carry on with it and uh, I read quite a few books uh, you know on the subject and obviously looked up things online and and talked to other podcasters where, wherever I could or definitely read their blogs and that kind of thing to get some information and uh, the pod fade is one of the real things that happens to um, podcasters because I think when you start it off even although I'm fairly savvy I would say and I definitely looked into it quite deeply before I began you don't really realise quite how much work it is and also quite a commitment you know one episode a week is quite a lot to get out there I mean I admire some people because some people go oh and there's an extra episode this week on Wednesday or something and I am think well mate I don't know how you did it because I would just you know if I had an extra episode I'd just tag it on to the other end and uh, you know get myself a week ahead yeah so the best advice I received about um well I think it was something that I read somewhere about starting a podcast was to get ahead was to do a few episodes you know you know like eight episodes like two months worth and then load them up schedule them onto your host site so that you're always quite a few months ahead and that way you know when life gets in the way you haven't got to think oh my gosh I haven't got an episode to go out onto you know onto onto the Monday you're not you're not living by the wire and that's pretty much how I do it sometimes it gets close and I'm thinking oh my gosh I've only got two weeks of episodes loaded up and then I either have to get editing or you know pitch for interviews and stuff like that and uh, so, so that's pretty much how I do it. So I haven't suffered any pod fade yet. I'm, I don't know how long the Words and Pictures podcast will go on for. You know, I, I hope many years. Um, I really like doing it. It's been fascinating talking to all the different authors and pe- people within the creative space of the writing world. And uh, yeah, I can't imagine it not being a part of my life now. Which is a good thing. And also, you know, it's a great thing to do because you just meet so many people that you wouldn't normally meet and actually get to chat to them for 40 minutes. Happy days. So, who have I had a chat to? Well, I've thought I'd I'd kind of gone through all my notes because I kind of keep a sheet where I kind of write down the person's name and then, you know, what their genre is and you know, when their podcast is going out live and, you know, all the different jobs. There's actually 17 different steps in order to bring a podcast into the world. And uh, it's quite tricky to, um, you have to make sure that you do each little thing so that it all comes together. So um, that's what I do. And so I've kind of looked back on these notes, these two big sheets I've got. So just for fun, then, here's a few, you know, loosely collated statistics about my past year of podcasting uh, so over the over the year I've just thinking about the different genres that people write who who I've spoken to um, so I've spoken to eight romance writers 12 young adult fantasy writers two people that write space opera and science fiction uh, three people that write dark fantasy like me uh, 12 th- writers of thrillers one horror writer one, writer for children, 11 people that write historical fiction, and a poet. and uh, But then also, I've re- also spoken to a couple of editors and a couple of people um, within the book business that are, um, you know, like book designers and stuff like that, are book cover artists. So, yeah, so interesting stuff. And of the authors that I've spoken to, uh, 19 were male and 26 were female, which is interesting because I've often found that... Generally, if you pitched somebody who is uh, a female writer, it takes longer to get them to say yes. And whereas the guys generally come on straight away. But also I find if people are pitching me, it's more likely to be a man than a woman. So I'm quite interested to see that actually I've got more female um, guests than, than male guests. So, yeah, perhaps I'm wrong about that. But anyway, that's kind of what it felt like. Uh, what else? What else? And I didn't really ask anybody's ages, but definitely the ages of kind of right across the board from quite young writers um, to uh, older people like myself. So, yeah, interesting. Um, I think what is quite fascinating about the podcast is who hasn't been on. I have tried to get on some people that write erotica and I've definitely pitched them. And I've asked them across social media and different things and, and done general pitches for those kind of people. Uh, and absolutely not one person has either replied to you know a message that I've sent them or you know got in touch with me when I've put out a, a like a bit of an advert for it, so if you write erotica, you know don't be scared. I'm sure we could have a pleasant conversation about it um so that's quite fascinating. The other thing is children's writers writers people that write for children I've only had one person who writes for children um yes, and that's been pretty pretty hard to get as well because I write for children and I've even asked on my Tiger Molly channels and said you know I run a podcast I'm looking for writers of people that write for children would you like to come on and absolutely nobody so I don't know whether they're more shy you know or or they've got little children of themselves and they're just too busy I don't know so yes so children's writers very hard to get on Uh, and not very many science fiction writers actually Um, a, a few but not not that many yeah, interesting, I think. I don't know why. Uh, whether it's what my timelines look like on my social media, and those are the people that I'm mixing with, or whether the other, those people that are, you know, people that write romance and young adult fantasy and thrillers are more outgoing. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it. So it's been good. Um, and I've done three solo episodes. So this will be actually my fourth one. The first one was a solo episode. I did one, I think, about episode four and then another one somewhere in the middle of it all um so yeah interesting so what are the um the big payoffs for running a podcast well at the moment the podcast does not pay for itself i pay for the podcast and as i if you've been on the podcast if you're listening because you're one of the guests and that's how i know you um i generally start off the the zoom meeting i record it over zoom and i do use the free zoom and i always apologize for this because it it cuts you out after 40 minutes um I mean, the Zoom I found is is absolutely brilliant. Um, I've definitely had, you know, pretty good recording most of the time. There's the odd one that's a bit nasty, you know, for whatever reason, the person on the other end has got a bad mic. You know, we didn't have a good connection or whatever it is, but mostly it works really well. And, you know, it does give me something that's free so that I can, you know, uh, save a bit of money in that way. So what what costs for the podcast? Well I have to pay the host site so I use Podbean and obviously I have to pay to host my podcast on their site. It's not a fortune but it's still you know something that you have to pay out. Uh, The thing is you can put up um, podcasts for free and there's loads of sites that say you know host your podcast here for free but the trouble with that is you do lose lose your IP your intellectual property if you look at the small print they're actually owning your podcast you don't own it anymore so I think owning your intellectual property and obviously I'm very big on this because I'm an independent author I believe that's a really strong thing that you need to you know really think about before you ever give anything away that's your own Uh, so you know I pay a little bit of money um, in order to you know, keep the rights and keep my my own thing on there keep my name on it I suppose so yeah so that's one of the things the other thing I do is I run it through a thing called Orphonic which is brilliant it's it's incredibly cheap really for what it does and it's basically it's a mastering thing I can do some basic editing of the podcast and that's you know marvellous and that was taught to me by my daughter who's a sound engineer so I can do some basic editing and I'm editing it in the free thing of GarageBand because I just happened to have a MacBook Pro that I bought in fact so that I could use Vellum software to edit my my writing um, not edit my writing to um, format my books my writing so and then when I talked to my daughter about you know I was going to start a podcast she said oh you know you've got the garage band on the MacBook Pro and I didn't know that I could get that and it was free. So yeah, if you've got a Mac and you you want to do some recording, the incredible thing is that the, the, the garage band is comes free with a MacBook and you know if you're not into sound or you not know anything about it, you, you this might not be on your radar. It certainly wasn't on mine and it's a brilliant little piece of software. It works absolutely fine and you can do all the basic things. Um, now, I think the thing is, if I was better at sound editing, you know, and I knew more about audio then you could probably do. And I well, not probably. I know, in fact, you can do quite a lot of very clever stuff within within the garage band. However, my expertise is not that good. I can do some basic, you know, I can cut out some bad bits and paste it back together again, basically. And I can kind of level it out a little bit now. I'm getting much better at that. But what I find is if I have two a voice uh, a, a interview where the, the guest's voice is wildly different from my own. And by this, I mean generally a, a big American guy <laughs> with a big, deep voice uh, who naturally speaks more loudly than I do. Then you find I've got my wittering little British voice middle-aged lady la 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 and it all sounds very quiet and the two levels are like way off even although I turn the sound down do the things like that so that's one of the reasons and I would put it through the orphonic and the orphonic what it does is it levels out the two the two lines of sound I'm using all the long wrong terminology If you know anything about audio you'll know I don't know a thing um, but what it does is it levels it off and it makes it nicer to listen to and similarly, you can put it into Orphonic. And if you have a lot of background noise uh, and sometimes when I'm doing the interview, I don't actually notice any background noise because I'm very focused on the person and I'm definitely a one job at a time kind of person. So I'm very focused on what they're saying, you know, uh, and that's great. But of course, when I listen to it back, I think, oh, gosh, you can hear a child talking downstairs or there's a television on somewhere or You know, when I listen to it again on the headphones, you can hear that when I come to edit it. But I find if I pop it through the Orphonic, then that does take out most of that in order to get a nicer sound for the listener. So obviously the Orphonic does cost money to do that. It's not a fortune. I think it's really reasonable for what it is. And it's, you know, it's perfect. And I'll leave notes in the show notes for you. Um, Yeah, happy days. Uh, So I don't have to put every podcast through that. Uh, quite often if I'm talking to another another woman another lady especially another English lady I generally find our voices kind of hit together and they're fine and if she's you know sitting in a fairly quiet room and it's worked out fine I don't need to you know go to the expense but I probably do about 60% of them I put them through just to make sure that it sounds good yeah so that's the other expense and uh, I suppose the big expense is time the time it, the the time that it takes. And this is another reason that I'm kind of sticking to the free Zoom because the free Zoom lasts 40 minutes and really 40 minutes editing of a podcast is long enough. And I kind of feel that if it was, if I paid for the Zoom and I had as much time as I want, I think you would be chatting on about this, that and the other, which would be fascinating. But I don't think you'd get to the point as quickly as you do when you're on the freezing because you're on a, on a time thing and you've really got to get on with it so that you are, you know, getting to the point, you're getting on with the interview, you know, and you're you're asking the writerly things so that you're, you know, you're, you're getting the podcast done. Whereas I think you would perhaps chat a bit more about the dog and the weather and blah, blah, blah and all that kind of thing. And of course, all that's got to be sorted out. Yeah. So that's my thing. So, yeah, 40 minutes is long enough, I find. Uh, so what else takes the time? So obviously the editing, the setting it up, the writing of the show notes, which is my least favourite part of it. I don't know why. I don't really like writing um, uh, copy, which is basically what it is copy I find quite boring but anyway I try and do it as best as I can I've never bothered with transcription because then really that's another expense and I kind of feel you know transcribing it does it really matter you know there's there's a there's a lot of people that say oh you must have your your podcast transcribed it's that's what makes the difference well I haven't found it made it makes a great difference I try and write the show notes so that they've got all the metadata within that within those words so that everything we've spoken about and I put all the links on as much as I can so that everybody can go back in there and find those show notes if they want to either on the Podbean site or on my website. Um, Yeah so that's the other thing and but generally it's just a lot of little steps of sorting it out Uh, but having said that I've never sat here with a guest and thought oh god this is dull or I'm not really interested. It's always been fascinating and this has been the amazing thing. And this, of course, brings me to um, something that I wanted to have a quick chat about was that when I started off the podcast or I was thinking about doing a podcast and it's kind of been, it. it, it I suppose it had been on my mind for about a year and I'd kind of, you know, I'd started to read a few books and I kind of have a little think about things and thought I I could do a podcast. It might be an interesting thing. My original thought was that I was going to do a podcast um, and focus on dark fantasy, which is primarily, well, not everything that I write. And I thought that would be an interesting thing. And I kind of looked around at other podcasts that do the um, the dark fantasy and talk about that. And fascinating as they were, I did find that when I'd listened to a couple of episodes, I kind of felt, you know, and this sounds a bit, you know, I, I don't want to sound um, critical, but it, it, I kind of felt that they gone over most of the points you know and I thought it would be quite constraining to just stick to one subject so then I thought you know what exactly you know when I was kind of reading books on you know podcasting it was saying you know you should focus on on stuff that you know about well obviously writing and indie authorship but um, that's another thing there's a there's a lot of podcasts out there that are focusing on independent authors and, and I know, you know, within my circle of friends, people that are traditionally published and people that are independently published. And, and I kind of felt that I didn't want to make a discrepancy between the two types of publishing. I'm, I'm kind of interested in writers generally authors generally or people within the book business generally not people that are you know one side or the other side of this line and the other thing is you know as time is going on I am finding that many people are becoming hybrid authors where they've got a foot in both camps you know they do a bit of traditional publishing for their you know some uh, some of their own projects and then they're still you know um doing some independent publishing as well so they've kind of got two things on the go and I think a lot of people do this and although you know I'm independently published you know I still write for magazines and I still do a bit of copy and I do a little bit of this that and I think that's fine so I kind of wanted to cast my net quite widely um so uh so the podcast the, when I thought about it I thought the other thing I know about is the artwork because I've often said that I do do my own book covers and I used to back in the day I used to do book covers for other people although I can't be doing with it now I find it's too much too much work and I haven't really got the time to dedicate to that. Uh so that's fascinating stuff and so I thought well perhaps I'll think about it being you know the words and the pictures and so the words and pictures podcast became a thing and as I thought about it I thought yes this is what I'm going to do I'm going to talk to people about their writing but also about the many things that people want and need in order to promote their work and you know like me most people are you know we're online and we're promoting our work and there's no way you can do that just orderly or orderly audibly you can't do that just audibly you can't just do it by talking you need to have some visual things there you need to have an asset pack so you know you're thinking about the you know promoting your words with pictures basically and I think a lot of people do that well you have to do it that's one of the things so this was it so I thought I would do that and I would try and focus on those two things and I know looking back on these interviews that the the picture side of it does quite often fall off the back of the interview I tend to chat 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 about the writing and then I kind of ask people about you know their pictures and their asset packs and stuff like that uh you know and and I get a bit of information out of there Uh, and I'm going to try and get a bit more information as I go on as I move on into this new year I'm going to try and talk a lot more about also the visuals that people are using so that you know it can be more truly a words and pictures rather than words and maybe pictures (laughs) yeah but it's hard to concentrate that's the thing because you get into the conversation anyway uh so what i've found is when i began the words and pictures podcast it was delightful and i was chatting to the people and and I didn't really have an ethos if you like, I didn't really have a thing that I thought this is my thing. But of course a year on I really do have a very clear vision about what I think the Words and Pictures podcast is about and who it's for and why I do it. So here's here's my here's my ethos if you like. Um so the words and pictures podcast I've decided is is very much a a casual chat between creatives and I'm trying not to Uh, have a lot of formulaic questions that I ask people. I mean, obviously, I am going to ask them about their book covers. I'm probably going to ask them about their work in progress. You know, there are a few things that are going to come up because, you know, I am talking to authors and, you know, I want to know about their writing. But I try not to stick to, you know, I think this stems from the times in my life where I've been interviewed and I've gone onto, you know, other people's podcasts and bits and pieces. Uh, Not so much recently, but definitely in the past, where... You know, they had a list of questions that were kind of generic lists of questions that you ask an author, and you know, so you answer the question, and then the interviewer just asks you the next question. They don't actually interact with anything that you've said, and they just ask you the next thing, and and you get asked things like, "No, where do you get your ideas from?" is you know a stock in trade question that you ask an author, and so you try and answer that because there actually isn't an answer to that, but you try and do that and then when you've answered that question the interview then says you know how many books have you written or you know tell us about why you write the genre you write or whatever it is and so you you do this but they don't actually interact with you because they're just going down this list of questions and, and it's like they're not listening to what you're saying and and because I've been interviewed in that way so many times before I thought I really don't want the person sitting there to have that horrible feeling of you know what you know when I spoke was it interesting did it did you know but when the people don't react it's not like a normal conversation if you see what I mean anyway so that's the thing I I look through the person's stuff so that I actually do know who they are and I might know them a little bit anyway because I've seen them on social media and probably that's how we've got together and they've come onto the podcast um but I definitely go through and I look at people's Bios and I read their website, and I might read the first couple of pages of their book, you know, if there's a sample there. And I'll, I'll have a good look around and I'll and I have a really good feeling, I believe, of what this person writes, what they're like. And I write down just anything that comes into my head and I keep it just on one sheet of paper so that I can um, just glance at that if I feel I need to look for a question to ask them. So I generally have a couple of questions that I'm very keen to ask that person. And then and then I just let the conversation take us where it will, you know, and I, I try very much to listen very hard to what the person is saying and react to what they're saying so that sometimes at the end of the interview, I've only answered, asked them three or four things off my list because the conversation has taken us somewhere else. And I think that's what makes a good interview. I think that's what makes it interesting for me, you know, just sitting there in the room with them or the virtual room and and I think that's what makes it interesting for the listener eventually you know when people pick up the podcast and start to listen so that's my my thing one of my things is I don't want to be asking generic questions you know I don't have a list of you know these are the questions that I'm going to ask every author I don't want it to be like that because I think it's really boring when you when you get into this formula so that's my thing and the other thing is this I want the Words and Pictures podcast and I endeavour to make it open to anybody who would like to come on, talk to me about their writing or their creative process within the book world. And I want it to be for everybody. So I'm I'm very happy to speak to people that are just starting out, people that are just beginning to start the writing process. And I'm very happy to talk to people that are, you know, well established and as well as people from any genre and Whatever age they happen to be, or however long they've been writing, or indeed what whatever stage they're at, whether they're you know a traditionally published author, or whether they're an independently published author, or whether there's somebody who's you know got a foot in several camps, or in fact whether they're not actually writing books, they're writing magazine articles or other stuff you know within the book world, and that's another thing I'd like to get some non-fiction authors on. To talk about you know um, what it's like to write non-fiction and I've got a few people that have kind of um, that I'm going to give a shake up next week actually and see if we can't get some of those on as well because you know it's a big world the writing space is a big space and, and I'd like everybody to be able to come on and have a talk about you know their you know their experiences and you know the highs and lows and and you know and, and what it's like to do whatever it is that they do and similarly, I'd like to get a few more people that are involved within the book world. Uh, I'm going to ask, there's a couple of magazine editors um, that I kind of know that I might just have a little bit of a see if they might like to come along because they kind of know me because I've written for them. Um, and I also, I'd like to talk a bit more to, you know, book designers and um, people that. Uh, do illustration and that kind of thing and in fact people that just write magazine articles and things like that so if you're listening to this and you're a writer of sorts but you don't you think the words and pictures podcast isn't for you because you are writing not writing books well i don't care i want to hear your story and i think the listeners do too so yeah so that's my ethos and as it's gone on that's what i've realized that's what i'm doing i want to talk to anybody within the book business yeah so this brings me to my next point because uh, as more and more people have come onto the Words and Pictures podcast and I have you know lots of different people at different stages of their writing, uh, I've realized that really I could set up a bit of a community so that people could have a have a chat with each other. So I've set up a, a it's a closed Facebook group just for guests only. So that if you've been a guest on the podcast, uh if you go to and find um DJ Bowman Smith on Facebook, and uh, follow me and, and give me send me a message and I'll link you into this Facebook group. I did send out a load of emails hoping that um, people would come on and a lot of people have, but I may have missed some people because um, I didn't really particularly keep email addresses, you know, because I, I didn't set out to bother anybody. Um, but anyway, if you'd like to come onto the uh, Words and Pictures Facebook group, if you've been a guest, then um, do come along. Uh, I might set up another one for just everybody uh i'll see you know if you think that would be a good idea let me know and we'll see see where we go yeah so that's happy days the other thing i've found is um i generally get asked the same questions about the podcast and how it works how it hangs together so uh that's another thing i've done is i've started to make a uh web page uh, a page on my website where people can go, where I can direct them when they first come into contact with me so people can go on there and find out, you know, how it works, what happens, what happens next, and all that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so happy days. Um. So podcasting, why bother? Well, the good thing about podcasting, and here's the crux of it really, is that podcasting has got a very long tail. And I've noticed this really quite profoundly over the year that I've been doing this so you go on you know you put your first podcast out there which I think was me chatting on about book covers or something and then you know you get an interview and then that person uh, you know that interview goes out that person you advertise the interview the other person advertises it a few people pick it up and it goes around you get a few listeners and you kind of look at the Podbean website that has obviously all the statistics about how many people have listened every day. And you look at it and you think, oh, well, that's good. That's more than I thought. I've always thought that. And I thought, oh, well, that's pretty good. You know, and so it goes on. But of course, what happens is people listen to the interview uh, you know, a new listener comes in, they listen to an interview that they fancy, they might have seen it on social media and thought, well, I write through I'll have a listen to that. Or I might know, they might be a reader, they might know that author and think oh, that'd be interesting to listen to that particular episode. But what happens with new reader, listeners, is they go back and they look across the back issues and then they listen to other other interviews within within the Words and Pictures podcast thing. So... That's what's really interesting. It's never, once the interview's gone, it's not dead. It sits there on the website and then people always go back and listen to other interviews. And also they might listen to an interview and then tell somebody else, in which case, you know, and and so slowly, it's not just as the podcast grows and I, I gain more listeners and more f- fans, if you like, or followers, whatever you want to call them. Um, the, the, what happens is people you know, go back and listen to this other thing, you know, to other episodes that would interest you. And some people go right back to the beginning and listen to the whole lot. So all the time, the numbers of, you know, downloads or whatever you want to call it, go up all the time across the whole thing, which is fascinating, I think, because I kind of thought it would be, you know, not such a profound thing but that's the good thing about a podcast it's got a very long tail and so it's very good for you know anybody that comes on it doesn't matter if you were you know one of the first people that came on to the podcast people are still going back and listening to to your interview and I think that's fascinating stuff okay so problems for the words and pictures podcast what have been the problems well there's not that many, really. On the whole, it's pretty good. Um, sometimes I find it a bit of a time drain, and I think, you know, I've got to do this, and I've got to get these podcasts loaded up and, and fiddled about. Then it. it always takes longer than you think. Uh, so that's that's the that's the one thing. And sometimes you've kind of done the good bit, which is the interview. That's the really interesting bit. And I, I don't really mind doing the editing of it, but then you know, sometimes it's a hard edit if people you know don't speak as well as you'd wish them to when you listen to it back and you have to sort of fiddle about with it a lot more uh so yeah it's the time is the thing um what other things that are a problem uh obviously it cost me money to to put it out there but i'm hoping you know as we get into this next year that at some point i will be able to put some adverts on there and, or or i might even put up a uh patreon uh thing on there but i need to change my website thing in order to do that so you know that's another world of pain probably working out how to do that so at some point i'm going to try and get some money back from it so that's the other thing so yeah that's the cost uh on the whole i found that it's not been difficult getting people on and apart from one person uh, everybody has turned up to the Zoom meeting. So, you know, it's, it's pretty good. And then when it turned out, when I found out what had happened to the, the person, I thought, well, they, I sat there and sat there and thought, oh, well, they're obviously not coming. And I gave up and thought, oh, well, that's that then. And then when they got back to me, it turned out they'd had a house fire and it was a genuine thing. So, you know, that was the thing. So on the whole, everybody's turned up except for an actual genuine reason. Uh, one time I didn't turn up and that was pretty awful. I left poor Joshua Neal sitting there um, while I went out uh, to chase my dog who'd run out, run off. My husband had taken him, taken her for a walk and uh, she'd run off into another field and he had to phone me out to go down in the car and do my, my dog whistling in order to get her back. And I was in complete state by then, completely forgot about the podcast. But anyway, bless his heart, Joshua Neal did come back on. We had a lovely chat and that was that. So yeah, so two little glitches with people, um, and me not not getting to the right place at the right time uh what else are the problems yeah and i had uh i think the other problems are sound quality and this is another thing that i'm putting onto my um you know help pages on the website uh, which i'll direct people to as they come on newly onto the podcast yes sound pages uh, uh because sound quality is always a thing it's always a thing that i'm striving for so Uh, you don't really need a fancy microphone. In fact, generally, the microphone that comes with your laptop will work absolutely perfectly well. Uh, But I do find that you do need to think about the room where you're recording in. And uh, you can probably hear my dogs just come in. So, yeah, uh, try and find a place where you're not going to be disturbed. Uh, And then the other thing is it's just the sound quality. And most of this is an echoey room. People wrongly think that an empty room will give a good sound but actually what you want is the room that's got the most stuff in your house the room that's absolutely packed with books things you know when I'm doing um, sound recording sometimes I mean I've been starting to do my uh, do some audio books and really the best place is to get in a closet or under an umbrella with a blanket over the top um, to damp down the sounds as much as you can Uh, So I'm going to be giving a few basic instructions about, you know, closing the curtains, you know, throwing some towels over screens and any shiny surfaces and things like that in order to damp the sound down to make it sound a bit better. Because that's what I find, because you get an echo from the interview, the person that you're interviewing, and then it kind of kicks back within my bit over here. And it's really hard to put it right. It's not impossible to improve it. But it would just be so much nicer if it hadn't happened in the first place. And and the trouble is, sometimes even when I start the interview, sometimes I think I can hear this is going to be a really bad recording. But I don't want to put the person off and say, actually, if you've got a different room, you could go in because you'd be better off in a bedroom. Actually, a lot of people sometimes they sit in their study, which might be a bit, you know, might have hard desks and, you know, it's it's a bit open. But anyway, so sound quality is you know, another one of those things. I mean, having said that, uh, you know, a podcast, the very nature of a podcast is it's kind of a, I, I, I want a better word than amateur, but, you know, that's the kind of thing that springs to mind. You know, it's, it's kind of a natural thing. It's two people having a chat, you know, across the world. You know, you're talking to people, you know, way, way out into a different place in the world. Or sometimes they might be just in a different place in England. But, you know, and it's amazing that you can get together and have this conversation, but... You know, what you've got to remember is you're not in a studio together where all the sound is perfect and everybody's mic'd up and it's all, you know, and you've got an actual sound engineer who's going to sort it out. So, you know, you're going to have a few little glitchy bits and things. And I do try and make it as good as I can. And I'm definitely going to try and improve that by giving people some information about what they need to do in order to make um, the podcast, you know, pleasant for the listener, I think. And the other problem I've had is that people are finding it quite difficult to pitch me. And I think this is because I kind of didn't think anybody would want to pitch me. But already it's about half and half. Some people I pitch to come on as guests and sometimes and then about half people pitch me to come on. And that's absolutely delightful. And I realise that I actually haven't got a link in most of my bios that say, you know, if you want to be a guest on the podcast. So I'm definitely going to get round to that. It's another thing on my list so that if people would like to come on the podcast and they'd like to pitch me personally to come on, that would be absolutely great. And uh, as I've already said, I'm happy to talk to anybody. So happy days. Right. Well, that's it. I've had a little chat about the podcast, got all that off my chest. Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah, it's it's great. I hope it'll go on for many years. I hope you'll be with me. Tell your friends, bring them in. You know, it's great. Um, So that's it for me. That's that's it for my solo episode, my one year episode. So next week, my guest is Lee Allen Howard. And he writes some, you know, some pretty dark stuff. So quite fascinating to talk to him. And uh, we had a, we had a great chat, actually. I think you'll really enjoy next week's episode. So uh, come and join me then. So in the meantime, I'm DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me at djbowmansmith.com, funnily enough. And also as a children's writer, I write under the pen name Tiger Molly. You can find tigermolly.com if you'd like some chapter books. I've got a couple of chapter books out for, for children there. And um, my upcoming piece of work is called The Midwitch. I'm still looking, I would still like a few more ARC readers on my ARC team. So if you would like a, if you know anybody or you yourself would like to get on the ARC team to read a, a book with a tagline One Woman's Struggle with Middle Age and Magic. It's a bit of a rom-com uh, with a little bit of spice um, and a little bit of magic. Um, happy days. Come, come and find me. You can find those links. Those links are in the bio. <laughs> happy days. OK, right. That's it then. Until next time, uh, Words and Pictures podcast comes out every Monday. Do get in contact with me. You'll find me on social media all over the place um, as DJ Bowman Smith. You can find me in a couple of places as Tiger Molly if you want to touch base with me as a as a children's author. So this has been the 52nd episode of the Words and Pictures podcast. One whole year. Until next time. Bye-bye.